we could do really interesting podcast and let everybody hear us in robot form. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine listening to that though? Okay. So I'm trying to get into this, this pumpkin and I'm like, I'm going to stab myself. Like this is dangerous. So then I stop and I Google, can you safely roast a whole pumpkin? We have been in the studio for what? About an hour recording our show, having a ball. Oh my gosh. Laughing stories, all of which you'll never hear. You'll never hear it because the clip that you just heard a minute ago. That's um, um that's a corrupted file. Yeah. I am um of the mind that we should just destroy the entire studio. <laughs> you know how sometimes people will be like uh oh there's a bug in my house and so they'll just bring in the blowtorch yeah when my system errors like that and we lose an hour of audio Mm -hmm. i just want to come in with a hatchet and just you know tear it all to pieces i know but just think about how fast we will do the show maybe a more um condensed version we'll get right (laughs) to it maybe um, this time, maybe there's something we're supposed to say this time that we didn't um, say the first time. I so appreciate that you are willing to just pick up and start over yeah. again. And of course, you listening, you don't know what you missed out on. No, it was an awesome hour, though, filled with lots of ridiculousness. Should we recap about the dream where you breastfed my baby? Yes! I really enjoy this dream, so I think we should revisit it. Okay. Okay. So, so Shannon had breastfeeding a dream about me. Danae's baby take two. Um, <laughs> so, so I had a dream last night that we were um, in a mall somewhere. I envisioned Mall of America immediately. Yeah. So it, it was why. a very big mall. And um, Danae had had a baby. And for those of you who know me, you know that when I dream about babies, it's kind of a big deal. Everybody I've ever had a dream about having a baby has had a baby. And sometimes I will dream and see their babies and they will have babies and they will look like that. So it's kind of become a thing for me that I will go tell people now. Like, So there's a possibility that you think that maybe this dream actually means that I could have another baby. Well, that was my first thought when I had the dream this morning as I was like, oh, Danae's going to have another baby. But... After your interpretation, now I'm questioning going, well, maybe the baby was just a representation of something. So I have this dream that you have this baby and she is beautiful. She is um, got the most littlest, petitest face with these eyes, these these eyes that were just fantastically beautiful. I'm already proud of her. I don't even have her. (laughs) Dark hair. (laughs) And I'm in the dream. I'm going, man, she looks so opposite to Iris. It just... Everything about her is opposite to Iris. And in the dream, I'm thinking, isn't that amazing that two parents can have two children, the same parents, and they come out so differently. But I've got your baby in the dream. and She's holding her. And I won't give her up. Like, I've just got her everywhere we're going. And so we end up in the mall for some reason. They've allowed someone to bring in a hundred golden retriever puppies so now i'm like a babies and golden retrievers like it's does your life dream come get, true yeah does life get in your better? dream <laughs> and um you're doing like your dog whisperer thing which i'm standing there going how does she do that how does she take dogs and yeah, get you, them to obey not... by just bringing her presence i'm to a dog them. whisperer in real life well yeah you are a dog whisperer it's it's amazing and i'm still holding the baby and i'm like oh i want to i want to touch 
those puppies. I want to snuggle those puppies, but I've got this baby. And, and you're like telling her about like, oh, look at the puppies. And you're telling her all about yeah, And them. she was interested, even though she was like this teeny tiny little baby. Her little eyes are watching. You can see that she's very drawn to these puppies. And um, so then we get up and we go to leave. And all of a sudden I realize I look down and your baby's nursing off of me. <laughs> I was so weirded out by it. I was like, oh. <gasps> I was so embarrassed. I was like, how did this happen? Literally, I'm sitting there having this conversation with you and you're just watching and I'm like, I'm so sorry that <laughs> your baby is nursing on me. I'm not stopping her, by the way, at this point. And I'm like sitting there going, how did this happen? And I'm like, Danae, I'm so sorry. And you looked at me and you were like, Shannon, if it was anybody but you, I would have a problem. But it's you nursing my baby. And I was just so taken back by that. And the baby's still nursing the entire time. And then I was like, oh, I guess I should stop her. And I like slipped my finger in there and popped her off. Anybody who is nursing knows <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Boom. So then we leave and we start heading up this elevator. Um, and I still have the baby. I won't give the baby back to you. So I'm holding the baby very tightly to me. And we're heading up this escalator and my knee goes out and I can't move. So like I'm there with the baby, keeping the baby safe. You leave, you come back with this whole group of people that I don't know. And they're all like gangster, like super scary gangster, but I'm not scared of them. And they come in and they help me and they help get me like moved and transported because I literally am not able to um, walk at this point, but I still have the baby with me like I'm not giving the baby up and I'm keeping the baby very very safe and so anyway so I just woke up this morning and I I was like you told me this earlier like okay I think this is gonna creep you out and I was so worried about telling you that I was nursing your baby well because I woke up and I was like do I want to steal Danae's children like what why do why am I taking her babies and nursing them and not giving them back like and this is going to creep her out but I have to tell her this story well my interpretation of that was instantly that um because another dream interpretation moments I've had with other people uh babies maybe aren't always literal right they can represent something that you want to um, nurture and bring from infancy you know to adulthood it can it can represent an idea or um just something that wants to come out of you that you're responsible for. And immediately I thought of all the things that you and I have wanted to do together. Yes. And this podcast is actually one of the many things we've talked about doing together. Um, and I thought it was interesting because as soon as I mentioned that, you were like, oh, I was just thinking about. No, my mind went to thinking about all the things we've talked about through the years, the desires of my heart and the impact that I want to make in the world and you want to make in the world and and kind of where our ideas can kind of cross over together yeah, and, and shared passions. Yeah. And moving forward. So what does that mean letting go of in order to pursue those things that I have such deep desires about and that you and I could cultivate together? So that's actually where my mind went this morning. In my head, I was like, OK, well, let's just say if it's, you know, uh, um, a mutual thing we both love and care for. I would definitely have that same reaction like, well, yeah, it's, you know, something that we're doing together and maybe it is technically given to me, 
you know, like a, a child given to me to, to bring into this world, but you are someone that um, I would not only in real life allow to influence my, my child. Like I love whenever you love on Iris and, you know, show her things. And so that's true in the literal world. And it would be for another baby too. Like I, I think it'd be, I could easily turn to a thousand puppies or a hundred puppies and, and have a good time and know that my child is okay in like the literal world. But right. in the dream world, it's just really interesting because you're nurturing something out of your own body, your own passion, your own nutrients are being given and put into something that is of the two of us in a way. I love so that. I just thought that was really interesting visual. And I also thought it was interesting that uh, the puppies that, that you love so much, if you know Shannon, you know she's totally obsessed with golden retrievers. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's kind of um, getting a little weird. <laughs> that something like that didn't even distract you from whatever whatever you're really being called to like hold tight to. So See, I do, I, I wonder. I never had thought about that. You're right, because I wanted to go to those puppies so bad. But I didn't because I had the baby mm-hmm. and I had to care for the baby. And my heart was so drawn to want it. Ooh, Danae, that's really good. Y'all need to get yourself a friend like Danae. <laughs> I do love I do love interpreting dreams. I've been doing it since I was really little. I think it's just because yeah. I see things so symbolically in life. I've always been a symbolism type person. Yeah. So then I also had mentioned the the people upstairs, like like going upstairs, you went up, you were called up to the next kind of like a level and you were still holding on to the baby, you know, not wanting to let it go, even when you were hurt and you needed to have help. And I brought people to you that you would have never expected. Anyway, that was kind of a fun way to start our morning. Well, on the note of um, me breastfeeding your baby. (laughs) How are you going to transition this one, Shannon? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the Picture Imperfect <laughs> podcast. Do, 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 do. That's my favorite thing to do in the microphone. <laughs> I'm Shannon. I'm Danae. And each week we pick a topic, dive in and discover how to become better people, not perfect people. We share stories and laugh and embarrass ourselves with inappropriately timed belching, etc. <laughs> Uh, which is what I was talking about, that bonus material. We talk about (laughs) breastfeeding our friend's children. You never know where it's going to start, but we at least have some kind of an idea of where we're going in this, the fourth episode. And we're titling today's episode, as you probably already noticed in your podcast player, Memories Not Misery. Yes, I love it. Today is a Christmas-themed show, a holiday-themed show, which we actually kind of hope you could apply to any holiday. Yes. But... We're going into the Christmas season, so our hope is that this episode will help you to navigate through the season and be the type of conversation and advice that you can visit um, for personal support as you potentially begin to think about changing how you do this holiday season and prioritize memories over potentially experiencing some of the misery that happens because people get stressed out during the holidays. Yes, they do. I was reading some statistics. I know you read some statistics, too. Yeah. Um, Some of the articles I read, they were from years ago. So I'm kind of curious, you know, um, (laughs) actually, there was one from 2000, I think, 2013. And it said something like 20% of people are stressed out. And then it kept kind of kept going up. I did the same thing and went looking for some statistics and found same thing. 2013, very drastically different than 2017, where it was like 20% of people feeling stress and depression. Um, according to the 2017 statistics of NAMI, 64% of people report depression 
during the holidays because they feel it shines a light on everything that is difficult about living. I'd never thought about that. But it's true. There are so many different stressors that can come up, not just personal stressors and family drama and all that stuff, but also it's just a reminder Hey, you don't got no money or, you know, hey, I don't have family or yeah, you know, I don't just, have somebody to to share this with. They say that 68 percent report financial strain, 66 percent feel loneliness, 63 percent of people feel there's way too much pressure, pressure and 57 percent say they feel an unrealistic expectation. I, you know, that's yeah, definitely um, and a that's, big one. I I pulled my Facebook friends just to kind of see in just in my sphere of influence and people yeah. that I kind of uh, interact with of how many people um, feel f- stress. I just said, do the holidays stress you out? And as of this moment of recording this episode, 45% of my friends do experience stress during the holidays. So then I asked things like, how do you stay stress free during the holidays? And I got anything from lock myself in a dark room and hide to um, drinking. (laughs) And then there's things like, you know, decorate early and, you know, plan ahead. So there's some of what we're going to be talking about today. I also posted um, what does an ideal Christmas look like for you? So we're going to read about that here when we get to our big picture. But first, we're going to filter in five. If that's okay with you. (laughs) Here we go. <laughs> Man, did you see all of the great Filter and Five questions that were left on our Facebook group? We have a link to our Facebook group. It's Picture and Perfect Show group on um, Facebook. If you would like to join that community, we go to you guys a lot for your questions and feedback um, about our episodes. And yes, I did see some of the Filter and Five ones. There's some really, They're really so, good so ones. Fun. Now, because you know we already recorded this episode, I'm just going to tell you that in in that recording, we answered a question from Anne who asked us how we would um, use 500 pounds of cheddar cheese. <laughs> it's the first time Shannon and I have been able to answer a filter in five questions in two minutes or less. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shannon, I'm going to say what you said. You say what I said, okay? Shannon said she would bathe in it. Put it in the bathtub and roll in it. Oh <laughs> my gosh. So now you've contaminated all this cheese. Well, why not ingest it? Why not just rub it everywhere to get it in there? <laughs> And then she would freeze it all and save it for later. (laughs) And Danae said that she would take it and donate it to people that need to eat. (laughs) And there we Uh, are. There we are. So because we don't want to repeat that, we're going to actually pull a brand Yeah, we don't want to try to recreate that moment because the fun of... The filter in five is the spontaneity of yes. getting these questions and being put on the spot. So anyway, so we're now having our take two moment. So I'm going to look here and get a little random uh, question and then we're going to do filter <gasps> in five. Okay, so now we're both in the hot seat this time. Neither one of us have had any time to think about it. Normally, one of us has already seen this question and been able to give it a little bit of thought, but we are grabbing one on the fly right now. All right. Here we go. All right, this one's from Angela. She says, how many to-do list items can one actually accomplish in a day? Oh, are we on? We're on. Oh, yeah. Five minutes. Okay. Man, well, it depends on the day (laughs) and the level of productivity. Um, I killed it yesterday. My um, level of productivity is the highest early in the morning. I am a morning person, which I didn't know that about myself for the majority of my life, but that is when I get the most done. So I had this huge to-do list that I've fallen behind on 
because of the different health stuff that I've been going through. So I'm like, I'm going to kill it. So yesterday morning, I got five pumpkins roasted, whole pumpkins. I um, have a friend that has a farm and whatever they don't um, sell at their market, they bring to school every Monday morning. Yeah. So we had this influx of pumpkins and I'm obsessed with pumpkins. So I got on Pinterest and I pinned Pumpkin Alfredo, pumpkin chili, pumpkin soup, pumpkin. Mm. Everybody thinks pie. I actually don't like pumpkin pie. Like everything but pumpkin pie. I still pumpkin love you. Pumpkin bread. <laughs> I, I don't. It's the texture. So anyway, so I had never roasted pumpkins before. And it was kind of ridiculous. Have you ever tried to cut into one of those suckers? I mean, for carving, but not. Okay. So the little ones, I like could have seen myself going to the ER. It was that difficult. So I get Google out. I'm like, is it safe to roast a whole pumpkin? It is. So I stick them in to the oven and let them roast for two minutes and 40 seconds. Oh, and now I'm getting lost in my story. Anyway, so I roasted <laughs> my pumpkins. It was amazing. And um, I did figure it out. That story's to be continued. <laughs> I got all of my carpets shampooed in the house. And I got James's room completely cleaned out toys closet did the purge for the holidays coming i always make my kids like get rid of a bunch of stuff if they so want to bring just, anything new in so i did i killed it i got a lot done you just told me you also shampooed like the or you washed the covers of your oh yeah i washed the covers of all of my um all of my furniture has slip covers on them and i washed all the covers and and you also told me that you um, not only roasted the pumpkins, but like you made like the sweet treat out of them and we we're already able to enjoy some of your sweet pumpkin treat. And you did all this before noon. Oh, yeah. See, you remembered. See, I got lost in the story of cooking the pumpkin. That's okay. I just, <laughs> Sorry, it just blew my mind because I, I didn't. You also shampooed your carpet, which I missed whenever you were talking about that. Yeah, I did. See, this is why we lean on Shannon for this question, because if you're asking me how many to do list items can one actually accomplish in one day? I don't make to-do lists. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say a lot. I make to-do lists and then I also put them. I have chalkboards around my house for anyone who's ever been to my house. They see my notes to myself because I've got to. Let's just be honest. I'm not naturally organized. I have to work really, 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 really hard at it. And so I just keep lists up reminding myself, you got to do this. You got to do that. You know, I should be more honest. I do have to do lists. You do. You do have it. You're amazing I'm doing when it comes so to much that. better at actually getting them done right now. I spent uh, or about two days ago, I spent some time um, putting all of my to do lists into Google Keep, which is uh, an app that I like using. It's a note app that I really enjoy using. And man, just like like Shannon said, it kind of depends on the day. Yeah. But if you get a free thing, I had a free day show up where I had a Friday off and a Monday off back to back. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to get all this stuff done. And then I just went and sat at a Starbucks and goofed off on my phone instead. So sometimes you need that time, (laughs) though, to just unplug because you can get so caught up um, in the mindset of productivity, mm-hmm. there does need to be a time that you check out yeah. for a little while, as long but, as you're not doing that all the time. But my kid needed diapers, so that was oh, a bad well. choice. Yeah, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. Uh, thanks for sending in your question, Angela. You can send in your filter and five question to us at pictureimperfectshow at gmail.com or at our website, pictureimperfect.show. What? We still did it! <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my gosh. Sorry, that beep is super annoying. I apologize. We normally go over. We answered another question. So we did this twice. We are learning how to filter in five. We can't do it. And I even went (laughs) off on a rabbit trail. I got lost in remembering the memory of me making those pumpkins. It was a very accomplished feeling for me, okay? Well, (laughs) you're in such a state right now of just like euphoria really yeah it's euphoria <laughs> so it's like the perfect time to enter the museum of our mind yes let's go there so the big picture today um again is memories not misery yes so as we enter the museum of our mind we're coming around the corner this is a christmas themed moment when you see the big picture the big painting up on the wall of the museum what do you see when you Think of memories, not misery. Christmas themed. I see for me personally, a big, huge Christmas tree. And it is filled like there's no space on the tree. There are so many ornaments that are just covered in ornaments. And it's it's all very eclectic because it's come from many generations of my family. Um, I see my family sitting around a warm living room. Um, I've got a, I'm in my jammies with my slippers. I've got a coffee cup in my hand. Um, we're all laughing and talking and there's the, that aroma of coffee, um, and that smell of, of really good food, like, like potato food, like potato casserole. Okay. Don't, don't, don't get too much into the food, Shannon. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 12 hours later. We're still in the museum of our mind. <laughs> and I've gained 20 the, pounds. The picture has developed into like a 17 day long. <laughs> I'm, I'm reeling it back in, reeling it okay, back okay. in. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's warm and it's cozy and it's safe. My Mine is really, really similar. And I also love that both you and I close our eyes when we do this segment. Mm-hmm. Our eyes are closed. Um, mine's really similar, actually. You know, the tree, the feel of it all. The, the glow of that room and just the feel of closeness of people who I love very much, those who are very, you know, n- near and dear to to my heart are there. And no one's holding a cell phone. No TV is mm. on. It's, it's just a moment where we're all connecting to each other. Um, there might be dominoes on a table kind of over in the corner because we always play games. But for me, there's this also out on the edges of this painting um, there is the kind of more darker uh, painting that's kind of creeping in on the edges. And it's like uh, traffic and a mall and sales signs and just kind of the chaotic feel of, I think what people are talking about with what you mentioned earlier, the pressures of, and the expectations mm-hmm. of maybe, maybe the words, the perfect gift is there and loneliness and just, and all that's kind of starting to creep in towards this um glowing room that we're describing and so the aura of this room the glow of the feel of love and connectivity is kind of holding all of that at bay and that's sort of the extension of what i see as well Mm, i like that we always encourage you to kind of stop at this moment and think about what this means to you because really holidays are different for every single person the word holiday can mean something positive it can mean something negative so um what we see, it does not mean what it is. Um, and, you know, holidays are influenced by so many different things. Our childhood influences our holidays. 
you know, actually, that's a question. How for you, Shannon, how ha- was your childhood holiday compared to your adult holiday? Because it's very di- it's it's just now changing for me. Like my mm-hmm. holiday, my holidays as a child was um, big family gatherings and lots of presents and lots of food and laughter and games. It was just I mean, it was kind of like the Courier and Ives, Norman Rockwell version of Christmas. I had a very, very loving Christmas um, that uh the traditions that we carry, you know, all that stuff is just something that's literally until last year has always been the same. And last year something shifted. And so now I'm kind of just entering that adult version of mm-hmm. the holiday season where I'm changing our traditions and and kind of redefining boundaries and expectations within my own family. And so that's kind of where I'm at. How was your childhood Christmas compared to your adult Christmas? So it's it's actually very, very opposite. Um, hmm. What I experienced from my childhood Christmases have actually dictated how I experience my adult Christmases. Like that you um, changed things? Yeah, I've, I've changed quite a bit. So I'm from California and anybody who's from California knows what holiday traffic in California is like. Just how it's just it's busy hustle bustle and I preface this from from Southern California mm-hmm. um I look back and you know my mom listens to this show and I think that she could definitely um affirm and speak into this and mom if if I'm remembering this incorrectly I in full disclosure want you to say that's not the way it happened <laughs> but what I remember is it was always a really busy, stressful time. Um, our family lived a couple hours away from us in each direction. So every year it was fighting over which grandparents' house we were going to go to and why the other one was offended that we weren't coming to their house and we were going to the other one. And so there was a lot of family discussion about that. And then like the um, expectations of family. Yeah, yeah, the expectation of family. But what I remember the most is it was always so rushed and hurried because we had to get to their house. So it was hurry up, wake up really, really early, have your Christmas. We didn't get to like sit and play with our toys. It was hurry up, get dressed, pack the car, let's get in the car. And then depending on which direction we were going, like if we were heading into the LA area to see my grandmother and my godmother, we could literally sit in traffic. It was a couple hour drive, but with holiday traffic, we could be in traffic four to five hours, get there, come in and then do the obligatory family Christmas and eat the obligatory food and then come home and like rest. So for me, I created actually the opposite for my family and I've gone to great lengths to protect that time. Um, I do everything ahead of time because I love to be fully present in my moments and spend it with my family and enjoy watching my kids open their gifts. Right. Um, everything surrounds around food with me, as you know. And um, <laughs> so, so like we get everything done in advance so that I can have my family over on Christmas Eve and I have them over. We have a dinner. We have our family Christmas. And then I get my fully present time to do, you know, track in Santa with my little guy. And I did Aww. this with my girls as well. We read Night Before Christmas, which was a beautiful tradition my mom did with me. And I've carried that on with my kids. And then we wake up in the morning and the food is done. I've prepared it all. So I am fully, fully present. And I protect that time. Every Christmas morning, I wake up and I get my time with my family watch my kids. We lay around, we hang out, we watch movies. Then at some point we get dressed, meander over to my mom's house so we can eat her good food. We've already done our gifts and all that. So we just go to hang out. 
we come back, put on our jammies, and then we go drive around and um, look at Christmas lights in our jammies every single Christmas day. And so I have gone to those great lengths to make sure that mine is... It's, it's all about the memories. It's the special connectedness that's not rushed and hurried. That's, I think, the biggest thing is I want the chaos out of it. So if your kids came to you someday and said, we like our Christmas, but we don't want to do this anymore, would you be okay with changing things up? Or are you like really into the traditions that you've created? I would put my hand up and I would say, talk to the hand because you're dead to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going with you. I would probably as a mom, because for me, I have created my reality of what I wish Christmas was when I was a kid. And as every generation does, I'm sure my kids have what they wish their reality would be. And it'd be interested. Both my girls listen to this podcast. So again, in full disclosure, jump on and comment on this episode. Would you want it to look different than what I've created for our family And I bet it would be hard to hear, well, hey, I want to do this or I want to do that, but I want to honor what they want to do. Well, I think kudos for you for opening up that conversation, because I know for me, when um, my cousin Bianca and my brother Ben and I all kind of wanted to rally, and I think my aunts even wanted to rally the family to to do something different with the traditions of our family, Mm -hmm. the matriarchs and patriarchs, the family were like, now, (laughs) you know, because it was just. That they weren't interested in changing things up. And and share that because I love, I absolutely love the story that you shared when we recorded the first time. (laughs) Here we are again. Take two, guys. Um, But you had gone to them and said, hey, share that. So um, a few years ago, we kind of were like, you know what? We feel like the gifts that we're giving are kind of gifts that don't need to necessarily be given. It's sort of a consumerism world. And wouldn't it be great if, because our family has the ability to buy gifts for each other, what if we instead, what if we bought a cow for someone in a village that would change their life, that would give them a resource and give them an ability to create, you know, microeconomical system for themselves. And just, you know, that was kind of the idea. And I think we all thought that the the adults would be like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. How could you not want to get on board with that idea? Yeah. And that's just not how it was received. At least that's not my memory of it. And my family listens to this podcast, too. So I'm totally open to your thoughts on that. But it was just like, a oh, this isn't what they want. And they're in charge of this holiday. And so that's where for me, as I'm thinking about where I'm at with my family traditions and the expectations that we all have. Um, of going, you know what, I'm kind of ready to make some new traditions and kind of go, you know, my my desire to create a Christmas holiday or to create a moment, it can be different and we can all still love each other and maybe just right. not actually see each other on Christmas or, right. you know, and that's that happened last year, actually, for the first time in my entire life. I didn't see my whole family because wow. there was this huge huge shift in our traditions and it was not comfortable and it, I don't think it's comfortable yet. I'm not sure that people are still okay with each other because it was one of the first family dramas I've ever witnessed and it totally changed how we see each other during the holidays. So this year I'm really curious how it's all going to kind of go down because for the first time my husband and I are kind of pulling away going, you know what, let's just prioritize our own 
family. You know, there's the immediate family, then there's the next level of family, mm-hmm. and then there's your extended family, and then there's your friends. And you've got all these people that want to see you um, or see your kids. And I love that people want to see us and talk to us. And certainly for me, I've always been taught that family is a priority and I've lived my entire life that way. But now things is kind of, it's just been shifting over the years. I think having a kid is definitely part of it that. Does. It does. It, it does makes a huge difference because now all of a sudden it's, you're creating memories and traditions for your family that's affecting another generation. And that's where going back to what you asked me about my girls, um, James is too little right now to really speak into that is, you know, I bet it it will be hard as they grow up and they get married and start their own family. They're going to start their own new traditions and they may not carry all the traditions that were really important to me. But you want as a parent, you want to see, isn't that the point to see your generation that you influenced influenced the next generation to create those traditions and to come alongside them. And even though it may not be what I would have done as a mom, I want to support that Mm -hmm. and support them creating that new culture within their family. And good for you, because I think if we start worshiping tradition over family and over memory, relationship, over relationship, that's a big problem. You know, if you're like, no, this tradition is more important than my relationship with you. That's an issue. So may, absolutely. I don't know if I'm pushing on trigger for you personally, those who are listening, or maybe there's someone in your family. You're like, oh, that's what my my aunt does. That's what my mom does. That was That's exactly how it is. You know, this is a big topic that can really hurt a lot of people because there's so much memory and so much just there's just so much in a holiday. Well, it, there is. And you also have to take in um the personality and the gifts and the love languages Mm -hmm. of everybody involved because what is important to one person may not be to another. I'm very blessed in the sense that our family, as I've created my own traditions, my family has been very respectful of that um, and very supportive. Both my mom and dad were totally cool with, okay, we'll come over on Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. and then we come and visit them on Christmas Day. We were able to have that conversation as we all moved into the, hey, we're adults. We all have everything we need. And if we don't have it, we'll go buy it. So let's shift our focus into doing something different for the holidays. And so we've been very fortunate, but that's not the case with every family. And and for someone who gifts is their love language, you talk about getting rid of gifts and yep. that's going to flip them out. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be respectful of everyone. And it's hard to honor everyone's expectations and traditions. So there's a, it's really interesting, you know, we're on the heels of having had conversations about self-care, you know, and boundaries. And so you're kind of potentially thinking about really changing things in your own life. And just, just know that if you're doing it for the good of yourself and your family, um, and you're trying to kind of minimize all of the noise to really get to the heart of what it means to get together um, as a family or when whatever your family looks like, it could be your best friends. It could be the people that are closest and most meaningful to you. You know, you just want to protect that. It may be you. You may have you and your animals. And yeah, that could be I fun. mean, everybody's life situation looks different. Whatever that looks like for you um, is a very individual, unique yeah. circumstance. I think the most important 
piece is to just examine right now that why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Mm -hmm. And you might need to be thinking about redefining some things. Um, Maybe you're going to be redefining your role that you play. For me, for example, I am redefining my role as a participant in Christmas to a organizer. I am moving from someone who just experiences it and attends an event to someone who says, I'm going to be hosting and here is, you know, I'll, I'll delegate if you want to participate in what I'm doing for my family. It's a very different role for me, but I'm kind of like, well, just going to embrace it. I'm an, I'm a new mom. I've got my own family and we're going to start doing our own thing. And so isn't it fun? It, to, it is. It's, it is. It's uncharted territory because there's something really fun about, I think, just being able to show up and be that participant. But for you to you and Justin to be building those new memories as a husband and wife for Iris, um, I also think about people who have had expectations of that uh, of the role that they play kind of put on them. Like maybe you're the kind of per- maybe in your holiday world. Um, you're forced to have the whole family at your house and you don't want to be the hostess anymore. You don't want to be the host anymore. So you may be thinking like, yeah, this is a super stressful time, but I don't think I can stop it from happening because here's what I'm responsible for doing. Or uh, maybe you are not an organizer, but you want to be. So you're trying to kind of make your way into a decision maker role and the matriarchs and patriarchs of your family aren't really letting you. So, you know, this is just something where you're really taking a look at the expectations and the reality of what you have going on. And we're just we want to encourage you to just take those first steps of starting those conversations. And don't be afraid of that change because at the end of the day, if you get to experience a holiday, whether it's Christmas or any holiday or any moment really, where you can be present and you can be making relationship memories with the people that you love, that's what it's supposed to be about. That's, I I don't know. And this is just my personal opinion. I've talked to a lot of different kinds of people in my life. I I have a lot of different kinds of mentors from different seasons of life. And there is one common theme that continually comes up and that is that they wish they would have spent more time with people. And that's why I'm really doing my best right now to grab that by the horns and make that something that's a huge priority to me is to spend time with people that I really want to be around. Absolutely. For me, that's the one thing in the world that like, I, that's that's what I take with me everywhere I go. The rest of it is just disposable. We live in a disposable society. We're a Walmart society. We can go in and we can buy like, whatever yeah. we need. I Except mean, bottom, for people. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely. And relationships and That for me is, and for our family, that is where the emphasis is put and always has been from the time my kids were little. It's not about the gifts. Not that my children don't get gifts at Christmas, but we put the emphasis um, as a family on the food, the community, the the memories that we're making. Um, You know, we've told our kids for years, bottom line is there isn't anything that we need. And if we do need it, we go buy it. So I don't need a, a day once a year to give me permission to go buy something that I want. Right. It's Does that m- make sense? No, it's more like, oh, hey, mom and dad get the day off from work. We don't usually get to have one day off all together from school and everything. Like we're, we're, We all are given time. And I think that's yeah. what is supposed to make a holiday special is that as a society, we decide that time is valuable instead of work. And so pretty much everybody gets time off. Not everybody. We've got the postal service sometimes that they don't get time off. And so there's people that work. God bless you people for working. But for the most of us, we get to actually get 
to have time, time together. And time is the one commodity that you can't get back. Once you've spent it, it's gone. Getting that gift of time, um, spending that time thinking about other people and maybe um, self-reflecting. Those are the things that we as a family put the emphasis on when it comes to the holidays. So all this conversation is a way where we hope that you can begin to take the misery and the stress out of a holiday just to kind of empower you to potentially redefine some boundaries. Uh, We're going to get into some specific helpful tips that maybe you can start to um, apply to your life right now as you are preparing for the holidays. You might not be able to change all of the things that you want to change to have your perfect holiday Um, But there might be some things you can start to add in right now that can begin to eliminate the misery and help you have some memories. And it'll be no surprise that it's about being organized and doing things in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Funny how that always comes up, isn't it? It must work. (laughs) One of the simplest ways to get started is to make a list of everything that you need to do this month and then prioritize that list um, there's categories that you can really think of, like if you're going to decorate or if you're going to buy gifts and if you're going to get food um, and if you're going to travel, you know, make a list of all the things that you absolutely have to get done and maybe filter it through the um, conversation that we've had about whether or not it's a tradition that you should keep or let go or if it's a priority, um, if it's an expectation that you need to keep or let go, you might need to simplify some of your expectations and some of your traditions, but make a list to get it all out. See what you have to do. And then as you um, get it on the calendar, you can kind of um, spread it out a little bit so you're not doing everything like I do, which is the day before um, Christmas Eve. (laughs) (laughs) You're one of those. Oh, yeah. Actually, I can't help myself. I end up out on Christmas Eve every um, Christmas Eve just because I like to kind of go now. It used to be a necessity because I was super behind perpetually. Now it's just curiosity. like to go see what the stars look like what people i get to run into lots of friends oh that's so (laughs) fun like a social event yeah sean and i just like go on a christmas eve date Uh, late at night it's pretty funny um i know personally for me i know i can decorate in advance in fact at this point in time being you know early december most people have already started to put up decor for christmas sure in you know last month so at this point That's probably not something that's going to be. But if you haven't yet, that's an easy one where you can, you know, work on that. But do you have any time saving tips for decor? Um, That's something that I don't do a huge ton of. Um, You know, I do the tree and and a few things like that. I, I know it's going to shock you. I like to revolve my efforts into um, community gatherings, parties that revolve around food. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope, not surprised. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if you hung salami off of your tree. <laughs> Pretzels. String cheese. <laughs> Instead of stringing popcorn, it's just no! string cheese. <laughs> I put my tree up. That's how I decorate. I put That's my funny. tree up and then I plan parties. Like I do, um, it's important to me to have um, 
like James's friends over and we build gingerbread houses together yeah, and we decorate cool. Christmas ornaments. And I like to have my friends over and do like a hot chocolate bar with goodies and like hang out and do our journal parties we've so, had. So for you, you're saying uh, specifically with the, de- the decor, you keep it very simple. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's definitely a, a tip or trick that I would have too. Um, is keep it simple. But if you're not go- the person, if you want to go all out, keep it organized you have to without a plan it will not succeed like don't just don't just dump it all into a a bin and then sort it out next year don't just yank the lights off of the tree and save that problem for next year like when when you disassemble this holiday think about next holiday and for me what i started to do was i started to put my most favorite things in one particular bin and then over the years i've only opened that one bin so the other ones are christmas decor i just don't necessarily even open any longer um this happened actually after i was given uh two or three bins of old christmas decor that my grandmother was getting rid of several years ago mm-hmm. and because i'm a nostalgia person i'm a recovering nostalgia holic mm-hmm. um and i thought that it was going to be important for me to save all of her stuff so that it wouldn't get thrown away um i made myself have memories with it like i made myself make it important even though it wasn't something that like i wanted to use so there's some of the things i really loved there was these old like um fabric elves so they're mm-hmm. elves made out of this like little flat fabric that you kind of like hang on the wall and they just look like they're from the 60s. And I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. So mm-hmm. those are in my bin of stuff that I really enjoy. But the rest of it, I started to sort of move it out. And um, this year, I'm hoping to actually just donate it instead of just keep it in the attic. That's what I did last year. Did you? I did the same thing and it took me a few years. I did hold on emotional. to it for a few years yeah. to make sure that I was really, really sure But um, we keep, and I say we, it would be my oldest daughter, Paige, and I, because we're the ones that enjoy doing the holiday um, prep for our family. We keep a holiday notebook. And so in that notebook, we keep all of our favorite recipes. And Do you keep the history of an ornament? That was another thing that I've been thinking about doing because my mom is really good about she has memories of them. She's like, this is the one that we got here. And this is and for me, I am not a person that can keep that stuff in my mind, but I think it'd be kind of cool. So I've thought about making a journal. That that is a good idea. For me, I keep it in my mind and every single one of our ornaments on the bottom of them have the date and the name of who it belongs to. And so like I can trigger, there's this one little cat. It was a fuzzy little furry cat in a basket. And um, it was an ornament that I really, really, really wanted as a kid. And my parents would take me every year um, to get a new ornament to put on the tree. I've continued that tradition with my own children. And so every year we add an ornament to the tree, but it was a really financially tight time for our family. When I found this ornament, I fell in love with it. It was very expensive. It was a Hallmark one. And now it's just tattered and torn and my mom bought it for me. And so for me, every single ornament triggers an emotional response mm-hmm. that I do remember. Yeah. So... I've never actually journaled them, but when we decorate the tree, it's one of my most favorite things to do as a family is we pull everyone and we talk about, hey, do you remember Uh, when? Yeah, that's really, really cool. So I would, I have a little tiny little printer. It's called 
a sprocket. It's an HP sprocket. My husband got it for me for oh, Christmas yeah. last year. I remember you showing me that with pictures. I've got pictures that you printed for me. Yeah, you can print out a little picture and then it has a little sticky back paper and mm-hmm. you could just write, you know, a note on there. That might be kind of cool. I don't know. I'm just thinking on the fly here. Um, when it comes to gifts, how can we do some time saving things on gifts? I think buying them throughout the year. Yeah, the day after Christmas, um, the sales are insane. So if you can actually budget. Not for this Christmas, but for next for Christmas. For next Christmas. If you're just putting away a little bit of money every month, and that's what we do. We have a Christmas Budget. account. And budgeting that money, you can oh, take care the of a B lot. word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and not the bad one. That's right. Um, so you're able to go and buy throughout the year. So when you see something for someone, you're able to go, hey, um, that reminds me of so-and-so. Right. And you put it away so that you're not having to do all this shopping, utilizing online resources anymore. Um, almost everybody does free shipping. And um, so utilizing that resource, I think is fantastic. And a lot of times they'll gift wrap as well. Yes. I actually shop at stores that have really cool bags. Like I think about... Um, the gift wrapping aspect of when I'm shopping and I will go to places where they gift wrap. And so That's that smart. takes care of um, that as well. And then just have a place set aside in your house that you're able to, um, you know, keep them. Angela said on Facebook, she said that she buys everyone the same present. <laughs> I saw this and then sips wine, didn't and she then, say? Yeah. And didn't someone else comment that they do it too and it works? That's right. Uh, Amber replied that they did the same thing last year. It was the easiest Christmas for buying things ever. Um, another person said that they just uh, get gift cards for every single person. And another person mentioned a very similar thing with gifts where they get a very similar gift for everyone so that there's not any conflict between siblings or family members or our expectations that aren't met in disappointment. So next up for some tips for the holidays is one, God help us. Y'all pray for Shannon because she's about to go into it. Now, now we, we did tell you that we had pre- we have already recorded the episode and we lost the material, but we actually didn't make it this far no. into the recording. So I haven't heard you talk about this yet. Oh. But I know that you could talk about this for days because food <laughs> is the topic. How can, what tips do you have on food? I know we're going to go into freezing and I have zero experience with freezing food. In fact, my husband, he is, he's like, you can't just freeze food and then make it. It is not good. And I've had to tell him so many times, like, do you know what I've eaten at Shannon's house? It's amazing. And it was frozen. Yes. So I have to prove to him eventually that I can, I'll have you Pull guys over together. for dinner and um, not tell him. Maybe, yeah, or maybe I'll make <laughs> you some meals and have you put them in the freezer and Ooh, um, he won't know. And Whoa. then give it to him <laughs> when he's eating it. Say that was from the freezer. Uh, now, my husband loves me, but he does not listen to the show, so he won't know. I'm okay. loving this idea. But, but okay, back into the holiday thing. Yes. What, what are some things you know you can freeze ahead of time and just have ready to go? So you can freeze almost anything, but it doesn't mean that you want to freeze almost anything because not everything freezes well. Potato dishes is something that's really finicky. I do not recommend freezing those ahead of time. There's certain things that they just taste good when they're made fresh. So for me... So potatoes are like make them the day before or something or even day of. Yeah, I I do make... I make everything ahead of time, but that's not one that I would throw in the freezer. That's one that gotcha. I would keep in the fridge um, and just prepare a few days in advance. Um, 
So for me, when it comes to food, I love to make my holiday menu. Um, That way I've got the menu prepared. I'm able to, once I've got the menu done, see what I'm able to prep ahead of time. And not all of it is done in the freezer. Some of it is just prepped ahead of time. The deviled eggs, I may boil those, you know, days ahead of time, leave them in the fridge. And then maybe the night before or a couple days before, that's something that actually tastes good um, Can you, if it sat for a couple of days. So it really is a, a trial and error of knowing um, like what you can actually do. Right. Because I'm such a noob. I'm over here going, wow, right. You can just leave it for later. So I'll make like a green bean casserole. I will make that in advance and freeze it, but I won't put the topping on it. Gotcha. Because um, then it gets all... It would get mushy. And so I will then pull it out the night before, let it defrost, cook it, and then put the topping on it so it's crisp. You don't even know that it's been in the freezer. You can freeze if you make your rolls. Um, If that's something that you do homemade, that's something that can be made ahead of time and frozen and then just popped out. Pies? Can you freeze pies? Oh, absolutely. Depending on the pie, it depends on what type you're making, but absolutely. Could you freeze it and then bake it? Oh, absolutely. Wow, you guys. Mind blown. The freezer is um, a magical place. Oh, we, it's like Narnia. So so the freezer is something that freezer cooking is one of my absolute favorite things to do and talk about. So um, maybe that's for another episode. But I think getting back to the overall planning and prepping, food is one of the things that consumes so many people through the holidays. You hear a lot of people saying, I don't know what Christmas was like because I was in the kitchen cooking. And so it's deciding, again, what do you want out of it? For me, my big meal is made um, on Thanksgiving. That is, and I actually cook that ahead of time. Um, I do a lot of my prep ahead of time, I should say. And then I'm in the kitchen cooking. But like my stuffing's been made, my sweet potato casseroles, my mashed potatoes, all of it was made days in advance. So all I'm doing is actually heating the day of. For Christmas, we actually do um, like a brunch buffet. And so I make breakfast casseroles so that we, when I was talking earlier about my perfect moment, what I described in my perfect moment, that is actually what my Christmas morning looks like every single year and has for many years because I do the prep ahead of time. So I'm able to be fully present. So I've got the Um, breakfast casseroles and things made ahead of time in the freezer, pull them out, stick them straight into the oven while we're drinking coffee and opening presents. We're getting the smells of those things. So I will jump on like Pinterest is a great resource to go look for um, freezable dishes. Um, That's a good thing to do. Google freezable dishes, Danae. Yeah. Because I'm serious. Go to my Pinterest board. I have. I I am not good at Pinterest, Shannon. Yeah, but you. Pinterest stresses me out pretty bad. It's super overwhelming. Oh, it is. Because I'm more of like a one-on-one learner type of a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were starting to talk about just thinking ahead with food, because I'm new to cooking, I, I mean, I'm, I make good dishes when I cook. You're an amazing cook. Thank you. But it takes me a lot of time each dish to kind You're of think so ahead. Do you know what I mean? Diligent to practice. Like I kind of stand in awe of you when I oh watch gosh. you take on a project of I, you know, entered into the journey of when you started teaching yourself to cook and you were getting familiar with the recipe and you followed it um line by line by line and and now I'm watching you move into that more creativity of cooking where you're veering off from the recipe a little bit taking mm-hmm. a little bit of creative freedom so, maybe 1 teaspoon more garlic powder <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
So I'm glad you're saying that, though, because I have. It's something that I love to do, and I've done it for a lot of years. So bringing it back to someone who's just getting started, Google is your best friend. So Google... Or Shannon's my best friend. (laughs) That's true. In this case, that's true. (laughs) Easy, easy... Freezable dishes. Freezable breakfast casseroles. Or just I should Google, can I freeze and then just fill in the blank and I can kind of learn. Absolutely. And that's how I learned was just trial and error. For me, I'm identifying like if I'm going to be making a list and I'm um, of everything that I want to do this month. And for me, I'm already identifying that if I'm going to be cooking a lot, if I'm going to start cooking more for my family, I'm going to spend a lot of time thinking about that. So I'm going to spread out the decorating and I'm going to spread out the gifts and I'm going to give myself a couple of weeks because it's not just going to be making it for me. I'm going to have to ask some questions and research some things. And I know myself, I'm not going to want to call somebody in the 11th hour because I don't want to be a burden. So I need to give myself a buffer of time of learn. I have a learning curve here. Um, Now, in reality, I might sit down with you, Shannon, and just be like, hey, can you help me think through these are the dishes I want to do? How do I spread this out? Or how can I think about mm-hmm. what what I can make now versus what I can make later? My friend Miranda, she does this too. She has this, these big parties and she makes so much food and she starts weeks in advance because right. she starts freezing some things. And I, that just blows my mind. Quiches. Quiches. Cookies. Freeze cookies. beautifully. Cookies. I think she freezes freeze. the cookies. Brownies freeze beautifully. See? Frostings. You can make homemade frostings and put them in the little containers and freeze <sighs> those babies. I know, so, I know so many are, things that freeze well. There are some of you that are like, yeah, this is a no brainer. But for those like me, it's like, oh, my gosh, I probably should think about getting a bigger freezer because that's a, I don't have one of those deep freezes. I probably I just should. got. Did I tell you I just got a new freezer? No. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. I stand out there and I just like stare at starry it. Starry eye. Oh, look at so it. Funny. It's beautiful. My mom and dad surprised Sean and I. My oh. freezer went out. I had a big, beautiful stand up ginormous freezer that died on me. Oh. And it was very sad because it was very filled because I love to fill my freezer. And um, did you lose everything then? I actually half. I lost half of it. It was a huge blessing. Um, all of the meat was on the top and that was still frozen. All of the veggies, some of and my fruit. frozen meals, mm-hmm. my fruit, my breads, things like that. I lost all of that, but I was able to keep all the meat, which was the biggest expense oh, in that freezer. Can I tell you a funny story real quick before we move on? Yes. I was over at my friend Ida's house one time and her freezer went out. <gasps> okay. She didn't know that it went out and it had, it had gone out. And so we're racing down to get everything out mm-hmm. and she's losing you know fresh fruits and vegetables too and she's like oh this is bad now but we opened up the meat because she um vacuum seals everything yes so she opened up the meat and it didn't smell rancid so we decided to cook one up and just kind of give it a go i remember and it was like, when you did this <laughs> we were a little nervous about it but it was like filet mignon it was really good meat so of course she was really like no i cannot lose this right so she ended up making up a whole bunch of it and i had the the best meal of my life (laughs) just because i happened to be at her house the day that her freezer broke i mean i was hauling butt up and downstairs to help her out and she would have made me a filet mignon any day if i would have asked her to because she loves me but on this particular day and she makes them like a cast iron skillet oh yeah with like butter Mm -hmm. she's just based in it kind of like gordon Mm -hmm. Mm ramsay i mean Mm -hmm. gordon yeah 
not Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. Oh, I always get him mixed up with Dave Ramsay. My husband makes such fun of me. I got it right this time, though. Okay, good. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. It was it was just amazing. Oh, so anytime someone talks about the freezer going bad, that's the first there, thing that pops up in your mind. There can be some positive because then you're like, oh, I gotta eat it. I was saving it, but well, I got to eat it. My mom and dad surprised us and they got Sean and I for my birthday. Lowe's knocked on my door and brought me a big, beautiful freezer that this one has baskets in it. Uh huh. Like for organization. Aww. And so every You're time. You're so starry eyed. I know. Right every it's time so I open it, I just, it's got a good, good vacuum seal on it. And I open it up and I look and I'm slowly but surely now um filling my freezer again yeah that's so cool i would like to get a freezer someday but hey baby steps that's right baby steps that's right so um and that would be dave ramsey <laughs> that would be dave. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh next up on the list of just little tips we can talk about is travel um you know really this one's just personal again maybe you want to reprioritize and you don't want to travel and yeah. you might upset some people but hey they love you maybe they'll just get over it who knows but if you do have to get on the road and travel um my mom and dad used to pre-pack things for my brother and i to do now i realize there's smartphones and tablets these days but we always had like a bin that had snacks and games uh yeah. you know things that we could do with pencils and those mm. invisible ink games. oh those were fun you can still get them at cracker barrel i know because i was recently there like scanning through all their fun little things that they have i'm like oh i remember i used to play these they were right. so cool those are still entertaining for little ones they don't mm -hmm. they don't know that you know it's like mm -hmm. an old school thing so Think ahead on that. And if you can uh, plan to travel when it's not as busy on the road, that obviously is a super easy one to do. But um, is there any other travel tips? Even you, you having traveled so much when you were a child, did you yeah. have any tips? I think that no, I think that you covered it. And so all I would add to it is if travel is something that really stresses you out, have a conversation with the people that you're traveling to. And um, remember that anything done out of love and relationship is received better. So maybe it's a, hey, we love coming to see you, but can we maybe plan this for the day after Christmas so that I can stay home and enjoy mm -hmm. Christmas with my kids? Um, yeah, why does it have to be? Why does it on have to be? Day? Can we do it on Christmas Eve? And so just thinking about it goes back to that identifying if you do have to travel. Um, pre-packing it's huge have your car packed the night before that's going to make your morning so much better than running around and everybody screaming at each other you know and maybe i'll um, make a tradition of some new games that you can play as a family on the mm -hmm. road uh, besides some songs that you can sing together my parents uh, would make some games for my brother and i to play the abc game for example there's all kinds of fun car games that you can play did you play the abc game where you would see a sign in the head letter A, and then there would be a sign that said B, and et cetera, et cetera. You don't want to know what I used games I used to play. On okay. The way. <laughs> uh, I, well, I do, but were, maybe after we stop okay. recording. <laughs> so they were building. This is terrible. I used to terrorize my little brother. He's a uh, poor kid. Like, I should be paying for his counseling or something. So I used to tell him they were building lots of overpasses and bridges and things on the L.A. freeways, and we'd have hours to spend. And so I'd sit in the back and tell him, Randy, did you know every time you poop in the toilet, they're collecting your poop and that's your poop they're building the bridge out of? <laughs> and it would mortify him. Like, that is I did not a game bad. to play. No, I did. I was that's terrible. Just, well, that's just normal sibling stuff. That's so <laughs> terrible. funny. Uh, we also, um, as Shannon mentioned, just again, recommend 
is as annoying as it is, have a budget. It's really important to stick to it. It can really help in advance. Like like she said, maybe you're not able to do that this year, but maybe next year if you have enough kind of saved up, you can get your presents throughout the entire year. And there's just ways to think kind yeah. of ahead. On and you all can of that. catch it. You can catch things when they're on sale and at a good deal. You know, I know that they do Black Friday and they, um, you know, have all these Sam's had this huge like pre-holiday sale, lowest prices of the season. Guys, it's not that's not entirely true. It's not it's not true. You can actually set reminders on Google to tell you like if a certain words kind of come up. Um, so if you're looking for an instant pot, you can get notified whenever an instant pot makes the news. I got my instant pot uh, on sale just at a random time because I read an article one day and I think I saw that the Black Friday rate was what I bought it for. And I think I got mine in August. So, you know, yeah, it's just consumerism is what it is. And you can believe what you hear. But also, who cares if you got it on sale or not, if you had to spend a couple extra dollars, but the stress of it's already over because the gift is wrapped before the month even starts. And again, this is about memories. And so you might want to trade a few extra dollars for a gift just to have the peace of mind of knowing that it's already taken care of. Yep. Um, we also want to just say, as we kind of wrap up and head towards the end of our show today, that you may want to also spend some time just identifying some triggers before you go into the holidays, just to kind of mentally prepare yourself. You can get organized in your own immediate family and write down your to-do list all day long and you can be super prepared. But if you haven't spent time thinking about the triggers that are potentially going to come up with your family and friends, et cetera, maybe even your own personal triggers. Just spend some time thinking about ways that you get triggered because it is probably going to happen. That aunt or uncle is probably going to ask you about whether or not you finally have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's just some people don't realize that there should be boundaries and you are the only one that can choose how to respond. And if you also can choose not to go, that's that is a choice that you can make, but you can also kind of prepare yourself. And for for me, I know there's going to be certain conversations that are going to come up. And every year I just kind of ignore them as far as mm. just, like, you know, for me, I'm able to kind of water off a duck's back. But right. for other people, you know, family can be really stressful because they get up in your business and they kind of poke around, prod around. So think about your immediate family. Um, think about extended family, your friends and your personal triggers in your immediate family. Maybe you need to eliminate some things that are going to be happening and simplify some traditions to avoid getting triggered for your extended family. You might need to eliminate that false obligation to participate. You don't necessarily have to go to all those family events to avoid stresses and triggers for your friends. Maybe one friend's giving is enough, you know, and Mm -hmm. you can Spend time with those friends another time throughout the year. It does not have to be on this holiday. And for personal, just be mindful of your mental exercises. You are the only person who has control. You can't control anyone else's. You can only control yourself and your words, and you can control how you think. So um, I was hoping that this would be helpful for you. We're not going to do a challenge this episode like normal um, because I think the challenge is already there, guys. It's a big list of things to think about. Right. So pick your own kind of way or choose your own adventure (laughs) (laughs) for making memories, not misery. But I I was hoping to kind of do this little exercise at the end of the show. So if you need to come back to this, you can fast forward through the show and kind of get to this little last part. Um, I had read this article 
And it was kind of just speaking these truths over my life. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. So I kind of wrote my own version of it. Okay. And so just close your eyes and believe these statements. And I'm going to speak them kind of slowly to you and take a breath so that you can try to match pace a little bit so that if you get stressed out and triggered and you just need a place to kind of come and find peace, you can do that. Their drama does not define me. This moment does not define me. Something going wrong does not reflect poorly on me. I have done my best. I can be happy even when others are not. It is not my responsibility to make others happy. I am proud of myself. I do not have to respond to drama. I can be content even when others are not. I am love. I am light. I am peace. Anything shaking up that is a distraction. I am focusing on love. I am focusing on light. I choose to focus on peace. And that's where we're going to stop the podcast today. I'm ready to take a nap now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like so... I've thought about doing a podcast where I just do that kind of meditation type thing. Yes. You know, like maybe a little 15 minute break from the norm where you can just pop in and have a little meditation moment and pop out. I like that. (laughs) I was like, the only thing that would make this better is if your massage therapist hands were over here rubbing (laughs) me as you spoke that. (laughs) That's so funny. I actually thought about playing relaxation music during that, but relaxation music sometimes triggers people. And so it would have just been, you know, not everybody likes relaxation music. It actually stresses some people out. Well, anyhow, we hope that you've enjoyed episode four today of Making Memories Not Misery. Uh, We really appreciate all of your support here of the Picture and Perfect podcast. You can connect with us more on our website and find our Facebook links, our email, and our phone number. Everything is at pictureimperfect.show. We would like to thank Metro Woman Magazine for featuring us in the November-December issue of their publication. Um, If you are not familiar with that magazine, I encourage you to go to 417metromagazine.com and there you'll be able to learn about what the publication is and where you can pick it up. They've got online resources and then the publication, that little magazine is a handy dandy magazine that just keeps you in the know about all things women resource in our community. And another big thanks to Sean Yonell for making our logo. Uh, We appreciate your support and all of our fans who have rated and subscribed to us on iTunes. We know there's a lot of ways that you can listen to this podcast. There's many different podcast feeders out there, but if you have an opportunity to go to iTunes and leave a review, we really appreciate that. This podcast is part of the Studio DNA podcast where you can find shows like ours and other swear-free shows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can find out more about Studio DNA at studiodna.media. 
And don't forget, we do a mini-sode next week. So if you have any comments about today's episode, be sure to send us your comments and feedback so that we can feature you on the show. Until then, have a beautifully imperfect day. Bye, friends. man wow that was kind oh i touched the microphone i am obsessed with touching this microphone oh that's okay i mean i don't know why you can touch it here and you can touch it here but if you touch it here it'll punch you in the face (laughs) (laughs) and now for your listening pleasure here's what shannon and i sound like when we laugh like robots mozzarella cheese (laughs) 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 this is when i wish we had video if they could have seen your face. Mozzarella cheese. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Oh, at least we can laugh about all of our audio being ruined. Oh, man. Guys, thank you. You guys are amazing.